it is possible and must be embraced in our society that a father can take the lead on caregiving and be a beautiful primary caregiver. Welcome to the special It's Possible series of the Job Sharing and Beyond podcast as part of Canada's Career Month. I am very appreciative to have as my first guest today, Laurie Sugarman Lee. Laurie is a marketing strategist, full-time community activist, and volunteer. She also is rebranding stay-at-home mom. In my conversation with Laurie, we will talk about the definition of work, what advice she would give someone who is in their early career regarding future caregiving, why it is important to have the job title of stay-at-home mom or parent on LinkedIn, what skills she has learned from caregiving, and more. And as you have heard, Laurie will also share her own It's Possible statements. And now, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, Laurie. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good anything, depending on where people are joining us from. Yes, you're absolutely right. You know, we have we might have viewers from all over the world, and I'm so appreciative that you are here as my guest today of the first um, Career Months It's Possible series LinkedIn Live conversation. It's such a pleasure, Karen. Thank you for asking me. You're very welcome. Now, we might have um, listeners and viewers who do not know you yet. So could you please introduce yourself in the working out loud method, which is basically five facts about you? Well, I thought it would be fun since it's Canada's career month to focus what I share on my Canadian experience. Uh, I'm an Ontario girl, born and bred, born in Ottawa, raised in Kingston, studied arts and science at McMaster University in Hamilton, and did my MBA in Toronto. My paid career in marketing and strategy was with two Canadian-founded companies, Kraft Foods and Four Seasons Hotels. My happiest place anywhere is hiking, when I can be hiking outdoors. And my most special hiking trip was in the interior of BC, kicking off in Bella Coola. Uh, my desert island food is Kraft Peanut Butter, which is a Cornerstone Canadian brand, which I actually uh, ran the business when I worked at Kraft. And finally, one of my coolest childhood memories was sitting beside Corey Hart at a Montreal Canadiens game, right after sunglasses at night came out. And I don't think it gets any more Canadian than that. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this. Now, as we are in the It's Possible theme for um, this year's career month, I'm going to ask all of my guests to have uh, to share their It's Possible sentence or, you know, um, theme with us. So could you please tell our viewers and listeners what that is for you? So I thought this was a really special and really productive theme. I love the optimism of it. I love the way the Career Month website has explored the concept with some really progressive ideas as it relates to career. What it means for me is it's possible to be a new you at any point you choose to be. It's possible to grow in each season of your life. It's possible to evolve your offering to this world. 
And with age and experience, your perspective may and likely will shift. And we should feel that it's possible to flow with that shift. Career is a journey. Well, that, that is wonderful. And I really hope for anybody listening who is early in their career or is about to graduate to really listen to this because I feel when I first started, I thought it is sort of like a one-way stream. It's like a linear type of career. Exactly. And I never thought about that one couldn't reinvent oneself over and over again. So I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you. And now you have written a series of very thought-inspiring LinkedIn articles. And a recent one really talks about the definition of work. Mm -hmm. And could you share this with our listeners and viewers? You know, my writing really stems from my uh, experiences and how I feel about these experiences. And it was recently that someone asked me the question, you know, so Lori, do you work? And it struck me as such an outdated and honestly exhausting question in that the implication is really that work equals paid employment only. That it's a binary notion. You go to work or if you don't go to work, you don't work. And we have this notion in society that a paid job is defining of someone you know, you wear your title like a badge, and that is what and who you are. We're talking today, of course, because career is so important. It's what we study and train for, where we spend so much of our time, and the mechanism by which we're able to sustain our lives, to pay our rent, to buy our food. But beyond our paid career, there's so much else that we create, that we toil over, that we contribute, which certainly is work and is of great significance to our families, our households, our communities. Um, and so often these things can get lost. Um, we don't share them for fear that the perception will be that we're somehow less dedicated to our paid careers. Wouldn't it be wonderful, and it is possible, for all of our work to be seen as contributing to the essence of us, which benefits our employers? I want to share that in my current stage of life, the work that I do for my home and my family, my community and my children's school with charities, my continuing studies at university, and the writing and the speaking I do is all unpaid. This path is my choice and rooted in the choice is great privilege, which we should talk more about. But nonetheless, it is hours of commitment, effort, productivity and result, which is work. I really don't believe that anyone can answer no to this question. You know, we all wake up each morning wanting and hoping to do our best, to give ourselves, to be of consequence. And this takes many forms. Paid employment is, is but one. I think we can do better. If we want to get to know someone, we can do better than to ask, do you work? And I just want to say, give a shout out to LinkedIn, because I think LinkedIn is slowly evolving in this vein. It's a terrific environment for professional connection, but what I see LinkedIn trying to do is move from a I did this to an I am this kind of model for which people can share themselves. And I think that's a big step in the right direction. Wow, thank you so much. That is so important because again, 
when I was, you know, younger, I just never really thought about all of the different aspects that work can be. And I feel it is so critical also when you look at, you know, what companies you're going to apply for because you want to be able, as you said, you know, to look at different aspects of work and, um, you know, incorporate volunteering, incorporate um, unpaid care work and so many um, things that maybe when somebody is doing their degree just simply doesn't, you know, think about because often the job search is so focused on the career aspect, which obviously completely understandable, but by the same token, we need to look at it much more broadly. And so what I would like to um, ask you, therefore, is what advice would you give somebody who is starting off with their career regarding, you know, a focus on future work-life balance, future caregiving? What would you tell them? It's interesting. I recently watched um, Cheryl Sandberg's TED Talk on Lean In. Have you ever seen it? Um, no, I, I haven't seen that particular talk. Mm -mm. It's worth it's worth a peek. Um, she has she offers three pillars for leaning into one's career, one of which she entitles don't leave before you leave, which is a cautionary message primarily to women to say that the prospect of motherhood should not distract you from your ambition any earlier than it needs to that allowing this distraction is an unnecessary, almost self-imposed penalty. And she refers to it as leaning back. I understand what she's getting at. Um, she doesn't want women to miss out. And research has shown that as soon as women start thinking and planning for motherhood, they do, they are penalized. But... I guess the way I approach it, in, instead of placing the burden on women to change their approach, I think our opportunity really is to evolve what women are up against, which is the pervasive notion that when a woman approaches time to start a family, she will be less relevant, of less value, less committed, and so on. What needs to evolve is not the women, but the culture and support systems of the organizations and of society. Um, you know, it is possible that the issues of planning for family and caregiving not fall primarily on the woman. It is possible and must be embraced in our society that a father can take the lead on caregiving and be a beautiful primary caregiver. It's possible that a place of work can be a place where thoughts around planning uh, for family can be heard and supported with programs and counseling and mentorship. And it's possible that a worker approaching this stage of life know that her place of work will have options for her, such as part-time work, remote work, job sharing, continued mentorship while on leave, a safe and comfortable space for pumping breast milk, et cetera, such that her ambition need not dwindle. You know, Ideally, Karen, a woman who would like to be a mother and also has ambitions for her career need not be in any different position than a man who would like to be a father and has ambition for his career. 
Yes, I I so agree with you. And I feel it is therefore so important to continuously have fathers speak up about wanting to, you know, starting from paternity leave to part-time positions. And especially if we have leaders within organizations who, who happen to be male to you know, parent out loudly yes. to ensure that it isn't this automatic, um, you know, a woman is automatically the caregiver, but anybody can be a caregiver. So thank you. I learned a lot from you too, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So now we originally met when LinkedIn introduced in the spring of this year the official job title stay-at-home parent or caregiver within their um, you know, experience section. And you were a guest on my podcast together with Heather Boland and Victoria Ypri. So could you say um, to our um, viewers and listeners, why do you feel it is so important to Put that life module, that's how I call it. I, I see life as different I love modules. <laughs> Thank you. To, you know, of unpaid care work or being a stay-at-home parent on one's resume. Well, thank you for profiling this, Karen, because it's such a point of passion for me. I think anyone who's dedicated space in their life to full-time care will tell you unequivocally, this is work. This is learning. This is growth. This is commitment. It's a shape-shifting experience like no other. You do not emerge unchanged from this stage of life. It's not a gap. It's not a break. It's not a holiday. It's a job. Um, it belongs on a resume. And associated skills should be spoken of proudly in interviews and the value of them even heightened. Um, you know, I was thinking about what we, what do we learn in full-time caregiving? We learn patience, problem resolution, multitasking, um, the greatest juggling, uh, efficiency, empathy, networking, nurturing, de-escalation of difficult situations, collaboration, creativity, and honestly, how to deal with things not going well despite your best effort. I think we have to acknowledge the merit and worth of, of the caregiving experience. Um, but I will say, I do think that those in the role are really in the position to reflect, record, and frame their experience. I know it's a whirlwind to care for a baby, a sick or aging family member, but take the time to take note of what this time has meant for you practice speaking about it and be unabashedly proud of, of the effort. Um, I think we, we all just want to feel accepted for how we share ourselves with the world. And this is an area where we can really enhance our, our acceptance and our application of value. I, this is so important. Like, as you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for 11 years. And truthfully, I never really reflected about the transferable skills that I learned until I started doing research about it. And I looked at it and I'm thinking, wow, I never really thought about it. And maybe it was in my head so often the view of it being a gap or, you know, a, basically a non-existent part within right. somebody's resume. And, and so I really, really feel 
as you said, one needs to speak out about it because there are so many, especially we're looking at a war of uh, for talent and the number of people that are, um, you know, maybe not being able to return to paid work because they might need more flexible um, work or because the automated um, tra um, uh, track traction system um, basically has some filter that says if you have a gap for more than X months, um, you know, you basically cannot be applying to this position or, you you know, your resume will automatically fall out. So I feel there is so much opportunity. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I when I learned that there was software that can be applied to resume review to weed out folks with a caregiving gap, I was astounded. I mean, this is prejudice to the highest degree. And those hiring managers are missing out on such phenomenal people. And we don't have to do this. I think it's lazy and I think it's myopic. Yeah, I, I really, you know, and we are moving. This is a perfect time to move to our next question. I sort of feel as I'm always optimistic that, you know, looking it's, or seeing more and more companies realizing the benefit of having a more diverse workforce that by doing that forward, by moving towards that, that hopefully there are more um, companies seeing it as a basically competitive advantage, having people from so many different backgrounds and being able to create a lot of innovative new ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think ideally, you know, what we would look to in, in the future and, you know, we, we were thinking about five to 10 years from now, but even sooner for sure is a world where more people are able to enter the workforce. Um, I think at our core, people want to contribute. We want to share what we've learned in our studies. We want to share what we're capable of as a result of our training. We want to be a part of of groups and of something great and to earn and to succeed. But there has to be some pretty significant workplace and societal hygiene in order to make this happen. Um, there are too many barriers blocking the opportunity for many folks to enter the workforce in a way that isn't stressful and anxiety riddled and completely overwhelming. And I think these barriers, they don't have to exist. You know, they're so easily removed if we decide to flow in this direction. Um, things like more empathy in the workplace. I mean, how easy is that to implement? Um, the removal of the motherhood penalty, you know, on average, Globally, women's wages decrease by 7% with each child she has. Yeah. Placing a value on, on unpaid care, um, not just the contributions, but the learning and the growth associated. And as we said, creating more opportunities for fathers to in engage in care and care leave. Again, globally, women take on, Karen, 79% of unpaid care. Yeah include fathers in this work, value this work and make a place for fathers in this work. You know, I, I know they will find it so fulfilling. It's, it's an incredible opportunity. 
Um, create positions that are part-time or remote or shared to allow for increased involvement in paid work in a flexible way. Enable affordable childcare. And finally, remove judgment of people's choices and the way they move in their lives. Um, the beauty of this question, you know, is that all of these changes and shifts are entirely possible. Thank you so much, Laurie. That is, you know, I, I wish when I was like in my early career or just, you know, about to graduate that I would have heard something like this to have the experience of somebody who has gone through this to kind of really think about where, you know, what do I want to do as work and work being much more holistically viewed than typical. And um, so, you know, as we are coming to an end to, of our conversation um, with regards to our listeners who might be, you know, young professionals or people working with young professionals, is there anything that you would like to add that we have not covered today? Well, I hope this doesn't sound too too basic, but something I've been thinking about a lot and I'd love to highlight mostly because as you had said, I, I so wish someone had done this for me, is no matter what career path you're about to embark on or whatever stage you're at in your career, guard your health, guard your wellness above all else, above your ambition, above your corporate loyalty, above your desire to go above and beyond for your employee, employer and your effort to stand out and impress, protect your well-being. I promise you, no one else is going to take responsibility for this. You know, don't miss too many social occasions because you're working until the wee hours. Don't sit all day, eat lunch at your desk, order dinner at the office so you can keep chugging along. From my own experience, especially for those of you young in your careers or being beginning a new season, while recognition is exciting, titles and promotions are a thrill. These really fill you only temporarily. And, um, you know, take the time you're allotted for lunch, go for a walk and sit and eat with friends, take a meeting outdoors or respectfully decline a meeting that you know you don't need to be at. Leave work in time to cook your own dinner and eat with your family. Be of service with a regular volunteer commitment and for goodness sake, get proper sleep. The reality is um, you'll be of so much greater value to your employer if you prioritize your wellness. Dedication is important. Deliverables must be met, of course, but it is possible to achieve great success and contribute significantly in any career while not losing a single piece of yourself. Thank you so much. That is such a wonderful ending to our conversation. And um, what I will do is I will put in a slide so people know how to connect with you. Oh, great. And I wanted to say thank you again for being my first guest on the It's Possible series here on LinkedIn Live. And it's been such a wonderful experience listening to you. And I really hope that everybody who is listening to us, whether early in their career or working with 
um, young professionals or generally anybody really interested in career has taken wonderful insights and impulses from your um, conversation or your talk and all your wonderful answers. So thank you. Thank you, Karen, for the tremendous work that you do and for putting all of this together. It's a great opportunity. Thank you. I so appreciated the conversation with Laurie. And here are, as a little summary, some of the it's possible statements that Laurie shared with us today. It's possible to grow in each season of your life. And it's possible to evolve your offering to this world. And with age and experience, your perspective may and likely will shift. And we should feel that it's possible to flow with that shift. Career is a journey. I really hope that our conversation is helping you in your career journey. And if you would like to listen to more what Laurie has shared with me on a previous episode, I recommend that you listen to episode number 37, where Laurie, Heather Bolin and Victoria Ypri shared their opinions and insights and experiences related to the then recently introduced new job title of stay-at-home parent caregiver by LinkedIn in their job experience section. I will be sure to put the episode link in the show notes. I look forward in the next week to talk with Michael Ray as the second guest on the It's Possible series when we will be talking about his career experience when he became a father later in life and then a solo dad and what that experience has then led him to do in his life. I will be sure to put the link of this upcoming interview on LinkedIn Life in the show notes. And again, it will become a podcast episode after we have um, had the conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.